You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Hey everybody, I'm Sean Reynolds, the owner of Summer Properties Northwest, Reynolds and Klein Appraisal, and your host of the Seattle Real Estate Podcast, which you have downloaded or you're watching on YouTube. Thanks so much for tuning in. Today, we continue to follow the saga that is Boeing. Right now, they are on a, I would say, train wreck course, but it's actually airplane crash, which is not very cool. Can't really reference that. Things are not going well for Boeing, let's say that. Got a couple of items here. Plane orders are way down, way down for Boeing, obviously. Nobody's flying, just not happening. And then with the second issue we've got is that World Trade Organization is saying, yep, we're going to allow some tariffs on U.S. goods, including Boeing planes. So kind of a double whammy for here for Boeing. Not new. I mean, the whole airline industry is going to need a, a big massive bailout, right? I mean, you're going to have to work something out. Like 9-11, when 9-11 happened, nobody flew for a long time and everybody's like, oh my gosh, airline industry going to need a bailout. Worked our way through that one. But Boeing, with so much of its headquarters here in the Pacific Northwest and the long history of Boeing here, it's a story that um, reverberates you know, pretty strongly here with Seattle, mainly up north in Everett and kind of south, down south in Renton, where they've got a couple of massive airfields, the largest building in the world at one time, maybe even currently. I think it's where they've got the 787 MAX uh, facility in Everett. Is one of the uh, On my old Thomas Brothers map, remember those? Used to say largest building in the world on the middle of my map where that Boeing uh, building was in Everett. And I always thought that was kind of cool. It's like, wow, Boeing's really significant. They got the world's largest building. Let's jump on in. Enough of my babbling about nothing. Thanks for not leaving quite so early yet. Um, as the co- And this is a Como article. Is this a Como? They've been putting out, nope, Seattle Times, sorry. As the COVID-19 global pandemic continues to depress the aviation market, neither Boeing nor Airbus booked a single new jet order in September. Not a single new jet order. And that's Airbus. That's all the way over in Europe. That's in the Netherlands, right? Or... Locally here in Seattle in the U.S., Boeing, either one, took an order. I remember back in, I think it was the dot-com bust of 2001, and it was, no, it was prior to that, not taking an appraisal order for like a week or two when the appraisal gig was really my only game, and it was like, oh my gosh, is this when I have to go get a real job and my appraisal gig, my real estate gig is up, I, you know, everybody's called their bluff not get any appraisal orders. I remember that. And this is, these are two of the world's biggest manufacturers of airplanes in the world. No orders in September. Horrible situation. With airlines still parking many airplanes and demand low for new jets. Low, it's non-existent. Demand low for new jets. And I love how news stories just kind of minimize things. And with its 737 MAX still grounded, Boeing delivered just 11 airplanes in the month. Airbus delivered 57 planes, its highest monthly delivery total this year. So Boeing suffering um, significantly and Airbus as well. In addition, and this is this is a good one here. In addition, the number of MAX orders that so far this year have been either canceled outright or removed from the official backlog as doubtful. Got to take those off now. We're publicly traded company. Guess what? You can't have those orders still on your backlog as doubtful. 
we got to just claim those as canceled. That rose past 1,000 aircraft on the year. I think it's the I think the official number is a thousand and six airplanes Boeing has lost orders on this year. Greg Smith, Boeing Executive Vice President of Enterprise Operations and Chief Financial Officer, in a statement said the company is working to reduce production to align with demand. Let's look at that. We are working to reduce production to align with demand. That is a really nice way of saying. Yeah, we're having to cut things way, way down because nobody's flying. Nobody's needing new jets. All those ones on back order. Yep, we're losing those orders. It was kind of like when the Rona first hit in the second week of March. I spent about a week, maybe it was four days, five days. I don't know. Better part of a week answering the phone call. Um, hey, Sean, this is such and such agent. Your agent with Summit Properties Northwest. Hey, we got another deal going sideways. Can you either help me out? Can you help me kind of figure out what to do here? The borrower lost their job, no income. We're three quarters of the way through uh, this transaction. Borrower's probably going to lose their earnest money. Do I have any options? Uh, that's what I did all day was work through transactions that buyers or sellers were involved with that because the Rona had hit and we're shutting down the economy, fall out from that. Just every day, that's what I dealt with. Those are those are awesome days as a business owner because you're like, okay, we don't have any new business coming in. In fact, we are going backwards. We are losing most of the business we had. Not most, but I mean a, a certain percentage. And it just feels like this really disheartening time. And that's how Boeing has to feel right now in making statements like... Um, we got to pare things down because guess what? This isn't going in the direction that a business wants to see. But when you have no people flying, nobody's flying. I've flown once since the Rona, and I shouldn't have done that. It was a bad call, but whatever. I really needed a haircut. That sounds really old man white privilege, but that's what I claim that I did. But I did go to Arizona because I just needed to get out of Washington for a while. It was getting stuffy in here. It was getting to that point where you're like, I can't deal with the governor breathing down my throat with a whole bunch of restrictions and nonsense that I don't agree with. Got to go. Got to get my hair cut. So I did. Um, and then immediately after I took that trip down to Arizona to Scottsdale, they had a massive outbreak and they had to kind of shut things down in Arizona. So that's why I say I probably shouldn't have done that. But live and learn. I still don't think I've had the Rona. All is good. So Greg Smith, he talked about um, working to reduce production to align with demand while navigating the significant impact this global pandemic continues to have on our industry. Massive. It's got to be one of the most massive wax to aerospace in the history of the United States. I mean, I can't, I'm not an aerospace historian, but are there, has there been any, 9-11 was significant. Maybe you've got some energy crises where people aren't flying or whatever, airplanes can't fly because it's not cost effective. I mean, those kind of things. Haven't had too many of these, right? Um, like at, at this level. We're taking actions to resize, reshape, and transform our business to preserve liquidity, meaning stay in business, and adapt to the new market reality. New market reality meaning flight way, way down until we get a vaccine, people feel more comfortable. International flight way, way down. The way business is done, way, way different. Doing a lot of Zoom calls right now. I can't believe how many people are doing Zoom like consistently all day long. What a nightmare to stare at your computer, 
sitting there. Ah, terrible. Um, uh, adapt to the new market reality, he said, adding that Boeing's governor, government services, defense, and space programs provide some stability to counter the deep trough in the commercial jet market. All right, some stability, because government, defense, and space programs, they've still got stuff going on that isn't dependent upon people flying around. All right. But most of their income stream is from producing commercial jets. Am I right? Pretty sure I'm right in saying that. In addition to the hit from the pandemic, Boeing hasn't been able since March 2019 to deliver any of its high production volume 737 maxes. That program has been grounded. Not good. Stuff going on. Technical difficulties. We are readjusting our business focus. We're reanalyzing. We're reimagining what we're doing. Because you got to. You have to. If you're Boeing, you are scrambling. You are figuring out how are we going to get through like the liquidity uh, thing. How are we going to get through from point A to point B and have enough cash without our cash burn being just gone? How's that going to go? Well, you got to figure that out. Boeing delivered a total of just 98 commercial aircraft through September, a reduction of about two-thirds compared with the 301 delivered in the first nine months of 2019. So we're down 66%, two-thirds over our numbers in 2019. That seems reasonable considering a lot of the airlines are like, we're not really flying. We're not doing much here. We, those extra routes we wanted to line up, guess what? We don't have the cash for the planes because our revenue is so down, we can't afford it. There's no way we can go through with that purchase. So all these back orders, and don't get me wrong, I think they still have like 3,000 jets on back order, something like that. So they're not out of business by any means, but a massive shift. You have a thousand of your 4,000 orders, you have 25% back order, or 25% of your orders go sideways on you. That's a big hit to your business. Tell me that doesn't decimate your profit margin. Just tank your profit margin. So far this year, Airbus has delivered a total of 341 commercial aircraft, a reduction of around 40%, compared with the 571 jets delivered in the first nine months of 2019. So Airbus, Aero, Airbus down, I want to say Aerobus, that's not right, Airbus. Airbus down as well, right? I mean, 40%, not as much as Boeing, but still down a massive amount. Max orders are shrinking. Next segment here. Customers canceled three orders for the 737 Max in September, and accounting rules required Boeing to remove an additional 48 Maxes from the official backlog as no longer certain to be fulfilled. Ugh, brutal. Orders on the log. Guys, got to take those off. Counting procedure. Those are no-go. Got to be honest. Got to be honest with the shareholders. Those are not happening. Here's our revenue going down further. All right. Such removals from the order book are typically necessary when either the credit quality of an airline has lowered to a point where it may no longer be able to pay for the jets or because the delay in delivering the airplane under the terms of the contract makes a cancellation possible. Either way, not good. So far this year, Boeing has removed 570 maxes from the backlog for such reasons and customers have outright canceled a further 436 maxes so that the max order book has shrunk by a total of 1,006 aircraft, 1,006 aircraft this year, I believe. 
Uh, maybe that's 1,006 is just for the max over whatever time period. I don't know, for as long as it's been done. But 570 of those bad boys um, and another 436 that customers have, have uh, said, nope, don't need them, 1,006. The 737 max backlog as of September 30th fell to 3,357 jets. So that's just, just uh the 737 MAX backlog, 3,357 3, jets. So they've still got a big backlog of just that line. Whether or not those are going to get back up and running, who knows? I know they've got a lot of difficulties with that line of airplanes. have to see where it goes. But terrible, terrible time for that to be kind of coinciding with this massive uh, drop in demand for commercial airline flight. Highlighting the enormous impact of the MAX crisis on market share, Airbus in September reported a backlog for the rival A320neo family of aircraft of 5,992 jets. That's what their backlog is for basically the same plane um, within the Airbus industry. Because of all the cancellations and removals from the backlog, Boeing's net order tally in 2020 for all its jet jets now stands at negative 983 commercial airplanes. There we go. 983 airplanes negative net meaning all the orders, all the cancellations, they are upside down, 983. That's horrible. Mm, not good. Airbus this year has booked net total orders for 300 commercial airplanes. So I am guessing uh, that relative to their normal net orders, that is obviously way, way down for Airbus as well. Boeing's total backlog for all its commercial jet uh, programs at the end of September stood at 4,325 aircraft. Airbus says its total order backlog was 7,441 aircraft. So they've still got a lot of airplanes to build. It's just that their numbers are down right now. Well, we see those turn back around. I remember talking to my dad. He was like, hey... This was like uh, maybe a couple of days ago. Maybe it was yesterday. Getting old, can't remember. And he was like, hey, saw your podcast on the, the Boeing thing. And I was like, yeah, Boeing's still a hot topic. And we talked about um, the fact that I brought up the fact that he had a 1971 uh, orange Pinto. And I'm bringing it up again, Dad, sorry. But that's uh, just how I remember things. A Pinto because it was a fuel-efficient car. My dad was driving around doing a lot of real estate stuff at the time. And uh, here in the Seattle area, and last one out, turn out the lights was a sign that a couple of real estate developers did south of the airport in Seattle here. And this was during the 1969 uh, Boeing crisis. They they lost a whole a whole bunch of jobs were lost. And then what I you know this was like January, February, March in the year. And then by October they had just an their number of jobs was way back up. And my, my dad and I were talking about, yeah, Boeing has, has taken some wax in the past. And that one in 69, last one out, turned out the lights. What people don't talk about is how quickly Boeing recovered because that's how this industry goes. It's kind of all or nothing. So they're in a downturn now, but expect to see Boeing back up. People always kind of count the airline industry out. Oh, is this the final one for the airline industry? No, because people still have to fly around in something. We're not in spaceships yet. We haven't figured out the UFO component where we can replicate that, although you know the government is working on it. Oh, did I just go down a conspiracy theory 
rabbit hole, I probably did. But um, that's, I mean, people are always throwing that out there, right? Hey, what was that Tic Tac UFO we saw that the U.S. Navy has released, what, five videos on? Don't know. But I'm sure Boeing's in there somewhere. But right now, Boeing's airline orders way, way down. The second story is the World Trade Organization approves European tariffs on Boeing jets and other U.S. goods. So while Boeing is down, let's kick them a little further. Let's just, let's just kick Boeing. World Trade Organization ruled Tuesday, and this is as of today. So today, because you know how the rest of the world is kind of a, they're in front of the U.S. That's how I always see it. They're out in front. We're behind. We wake up, and their business day is half over. And we're like, oh, what's, what's going on? What's going on with the world? I need to figure out what's happening. Oh, it's CNBC. What are we doing here? Oh, the rest of the world's already been going for hours. All right. The World Trade Organization ruled Tuesday that the European Union can impose tariffs worth $4 billion a year on a list of U.S. goods, including Boeing jets sold in Europe. The result parallels an earlier ruling against the European uh, Union allowing the U.S. tariffs that for the past year have increased the price of many European products sold here, including Airbus jets. The ruling raises the possibility that just as Boeing scrambles to ramp up 737 MAX jet deliveries early next year, the Eastern European could slap a 15% tariff on MAXs delivered to Ryanair and other European airlines. So in March, in order to bring Boeing into compliance with WTO rules, Washington State eliminated its main tax incentive for the company. Eh. The U.S. Trade Representative said that action removes the legal basis for Tuesday's ruling. Boeing said in a statement that it is disappointed that the Airbus and the Eastern European continue to seek to impose tariffs on U.S. companies and their workers based on a tax provision that has been fully and verifiably repealed. So Washington State said, ah, we're eliminating your tax incentive. Still got a bunch of other tax incentives that the uh, Governor Inslee, in his infinite wisdom, is looking into hard, which makes Boeing think, oh, we want to stay here. You're going to look at our tax situation even more? Great. Let's stay. No, that's not going on. Boeing's like, we're going to take our, what was it, 787 fuselage assembly program. We're going to take that to South Carolina, I believe. Did a podcast on that. You can check that out. And that's actually the one my dad was talking about. I should remember it more. I remember the details. I don't remember actual podcasts anymore because I do so many that they all kind of blend together. Plus, I'm 51, um, and I just can't remember things the way I used to. So that's what we got going on. Some tough times for Boeing, but guess what? This isn't the first time, nor is it the last time an airline manufacturer is going to be in hot water. They're going to be in trouble. They're going to be down, but not out. Boeing, we're rooting for you. Whether you stay here or not, you've been a long-time employer, Seattle area, and you will continue to be in a whole bunch of other, there's still a lot of Boeing stuff going on here, let's be honest. They're, they're not leaving. They're just leaving a little segment of their jobs. And everybody, whenever Boeing goes, oh, we're leaving Seattle, everybody just freaks out, flips out. What about the 18 million other jobs coming in from other employers? Let's look at that. Oh, yeah, I guess that offsets it. That's where I'm kind of at. All right, so that's all I've got. Boeing. Keep up the work. It's going to say strong work, good work. But right now, it's just work. Keep going. I'm Sean Reynolds from Summer Properties Northwest, Reynolds Decline Appraisal. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. I'm out for now, but I will see you on the next one. Until then, bye. 
forget to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.